Hello, this is Paul. And this is Dave. We are the Derringer Brothers. And you are listening to... Derringer Discoveries. You got to say it that time, Paul. (laughs) Every now and then I can jump in and say it. I think I know the name that we go by. Each podcast, we take you on a journey. A musical journey. Today's podcast is a continuation. Fleetwood Mac, Won't Stop and Why, Part B. Discoveries listener feedback. We've gotten a lot of feedback. Oh, even, it's so heavy. I, it is heavy. We even got some feedback from London. Dave, we received some pushback on Fleetwood Mac Part A. Heroes Are Hard to Find is considered the ninth album, according to Wikipedia. Do you want to comment on that? They did an album that was in the studio. They went to Chess Records in Chicago. In other words, you're counting Blues Jam in Chicago as an official album because it's not a live album. It is not a live album. So we're considering it one of their catalog albums. And that is considered to be their fourth album before Then Play On came out. Regardless of what Wikipedia says, we are saying that the first 10 albums were covered in Part A. Chicago, the blues jam in Chicago is probably what's causing the issue here. Yes. We've got to move ahead. We've got to dive in. Dave, in Part A, you had Alton provide some insight on early Fleetwood Mac. Today, I have Kathy. Thanks for having me today. I'm from Zion Crossroads. Kathy is Alton's wife, and she is a longtime fan of Fleetwood Mac. It's always my go-to when I listen to music in the car. Kathy got wind that I might try to say that Fleetwood Mac has jumped the shark, and this is the message she gave me. Paul, you better not dare say that Fleetwood Mac jumped the shark. So you had 10 albums, five and five, and now I get five. Five, five, and five. And who are the two new members that came aboard to make the five? Moved to Los Angeles, eventually came out with the one album, Buckingham Nick's album. And then Mick eventually heard a track off of that album and saw the potential. On December 31st, 1974. Uh, I think it was signed January 1st. Fleetwood called Buckingham, invited him to join the band. Buckingham refused, insisting that Nix and he were a package deal and he would not join without her. Well, just as a writer, you know, sure, I'm going to touch them with my songs, you know. The five albums I'm talking about are the albums with the lineup of Mick Fleetwood on drums, John McVie on bass, Christine McVie on piano, songwriting and, and vocals, and now Lindsey Buckingham on guitar, vocals and songwriting, and Stevie Nicks on vocals and songwriting. So here they are in 1975. I would have thought Fleetwood Mac was a spent force by 1975. Monday morning, you the I would have been like Bob Welch. I'd be like, well, we've done all that we can. I just don't see us taking this into the future. But now they put this album together that incorporates that Southern California rock sound that Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks brought to the table. And they give us something that really captivates America. First you love me, and then you fade away. It actually did a lot better in America than it did in England. Keep in mind, now they're living in Los Angeles, so their base of operations is the United States. Here they are, 1975, they release the album that just about everyone listening to this podcast will know, and that is called Fleetwood Mac. No other title, just Fleetwood Mac. Their label has figured out that they have three solid songwriters, and so they give us the public 
a taste of each songwriter, and this is their formula. Each album going forward is going to give us a Lindsey Buckingham song, a Christine McVie song, and a Stevie Nicks song. And if they can milk it for extras, they do, but they at least give us one from each. So what is our Christine McVie song from this album? The first single in the UK was Warm Ways. Which is a good song. We'll play a snippet of that, but that wasn't big here, am I right? It was not released here. Aha. So here's Warm Ways, released in the UK. This is for our friends in London. Thank you for listening to us. I can't sleep That's Warm Ways. That was released in the UK. Dave, did it hit the charts there? It did not hit the charts. And so they went with a different song as the first single in the United States. And that was Over My Head, another Christine McVie composition. See, she's a solid songwriter. So here's Christine McVie leading Fleetwood Mac, Over My Head. You can take me to paradise And then again you can be cold as ice I'm over my head And that's a snippet of Over My Head, which was a hit in America. I believe it's Fleetwood Mac's first top 40 hit in America. Am I correct? You are correct. And how high did it hit? Number 20. First time in the top 40 in the United States. And let's talk just briefly about this, because you and I talk about what is a hit. As you know, we get charts and we see the top 100 singles, but you and I don't really consider a single a hit until what? When does it become classified as a hit? If it makes top 40. And then what's really special? If it makes top 10, then we really go... It's a it's huge it's hit. It's huge hit. That is huge. Right. right. So top 40 is a hit. Top 10 is upper echelon. And Fleetwood Mac is about to embark on this wonderful period where they can just hit the charts anytime they want. So what's the next single, Dave? A song that was slated for the second Buckingham Knicks album <laughs> and it was performed live in 1974 at a faster tempo. I think you found this I on YouTube. I found it on YouTube. So you want me to play a snippet of the Buckingham Knicks version that was live? And can you do the intro where, where she explains where she... Uh, where got she chides the... Lindsay Buckingham for playing it too fast? Well, yes. And, <laughs> and, and that was the beginning of the end, probably. <laughs> it probably was. Okay, this is Rhiannon. This Rhiannon, is... will you... Never win is the complete title. And this is written by Stevie Nicks. This next song is a brand new song. So this song that we're going to play right now is the live version about 1974. Yes, recorded in Alabama. They were big in Alabama, but elsewhere in the United States, they flopped. And this is just Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. And we're going to play the intro where she kind of chides them about playing too fast. It's called Rhiannon. I got out of a book about a lady with two personalities, and I thought it was so fascinating that I just had to write a song about her. And don't play it too fast. And then they slowed it down. Everyone knows this version. I'm going to play a snippet. Much better. Much better. I think she was right about slowing it down. Yeah.
Rhiannon, will you ever win? Is the postscript under yes, that? Yes, if, subscri- if you bought the single, the single went to number 11. Once again, their best showing ever in the United States. Christine McVie got a hit. Now Stevie Nicks is getting a hit. So what happens? Do they go back now to Christine McVie and let her have another hit single? Say you love me. Yeah. That's Say You Love Me, the third hit off of this album that is quickly becoming a powerhouse of an album. It's getting tons of radio play. Christine McVie gets two of the three hits from this album. It also hit number 11 just like Rihanna did. Just like Rihanna. But in the UK, it was the only top 40 hit off the album. Don't worry, Lindsey Buckingham fans. Lindsey's on deck. He will get a hit soon. In 1975, I could have walked... A hundred yards from my dormitory, lay down four dollars with a student ID and see the Buckingham Knicks version of Fleetwood Mac just as this album was coming out. Instead, I went camping. Oh, no. I hope you'll play a snippet of Landslide. To my love, took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in the snow. Thanks for playing that snippet of Landslide. Even though it was not released as a single at the time the album was released in 1975 and hit the charts 75-76, a live version of Landslide was released by Fleetwood Mac in 1998 as part of their album called The Dance. And that was a reunion album for them. It was a live album. And it hit number 51. Snow covered hills till the landslide brought me down. Dixie Chicks also recorded a version of Landslide, and the Dixie Chicks version went all the way to number seven, a top ten hit. That is huge. In the year 2002, September of 2002. And I saw my reflection. And as you should know by now, in 2020, Dixie Chicks dropped Dixie from their name, changing their name to The Chicks. And if you see my reflection in the snow-covered hills, well, a landslide bring me down. How well did the album do? By the end of the summer of 76, it hit number one. It took 58 weeks to hit number one. So how are you going to follow up an album like that? Most bands would buckle under the pressure and they would never be able to top it. And they were buckling. Stop! We can't take anymore! Do you want to know what song Buckingham was singing when when he met Nicks, or do you care? What song was he singing when he met Nicks? I, I don't know, Dave. I give up. California Dreaming. Ah, 
And Nix joined in on Harmony. She didn't know Buckingham. They went to high school together. So the mamas and the papas brought them together. What tore them apart? Uh, It's well documented that they were a very dysfunctional little family. They had two divorces. Mick Fleetwood and his wife got divorced. The McVees, Christine and John got divorced. And then Buckingham and Nix broke up. They fought over many things such as creative differences, money, and leftover emotions from the broken relationships. In 1977, Frank Sinatra's label, Reprise Records, was retired. Then they got to be on the parent label, Warner Warner Brothers, Brothers, for the first time. Their next album was going to be on Warner Brothers. And the next album is Rumors, which everyone listening to us is going to know that album. Rumors is my favorite. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Dave, how did this album do? It's the eighth biggest selling album of all time. Yeah. They are riding high on three strong songwriters. Who gets to have the first hit on this album? The first hit was released right before the album came out. It was released in advance of the album. For the first time, Lindsey Buckingham has one of his songs. Yeah. Hit the charts. Go your own way. You can go your own way. That was Go Your Own Way. Lindsey Buckingham writes the song that gets to be the first hit from Rumors. Dave, what's the second hit? The second hit, it was the first time and only time that Fleetwood Mac hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Okay, here it is. Dreams, who wrote it, Dave? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. She's writing about players only love you when you're. Lo- that when sounds like she's writing about playing. Lindsay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's Dreams, and it was written by Stevie Nicks. Can Christine have a hit? I think Christine can have a hit. Okay, what song is that going to be? Don't Stop. Don't Stop, a great song. Dave, how did it do chart-wise in America? It's the biggest Christine McVie song ever. So it's a top 10 song? Number three. Number three, excellent. That's three hits from this album. Can they keep going? Can they give us possibly any more hits from Rumors? They go to the McVie well one more time. (laughs) Christine McVie. Well, it's going to be You Make Loving Fun. You Make Loving Fun. Yeah. All right, here it is. You Make Loving Fun, their fourth hit from Rumors. by Christine McVie. Dave, I believe that's the end of the hits for this album, right? Yes. My favorite song off of the Rumors album is Songbird by Christine McVie. And the songbirds are singing Like they know the score And I love you, I love you, I love you Like never before I 
think she has a really unique voice and she is an awesome pianist. It won the Album of the Year award. Album of the Year for it was 1978. Album. Yeah, right. Now, we're in the middle of my five. The third album is going to be one that really was, hmm, it's hard to say. It had had some moments, but it also definitely challenged its audience. And that is an album, even the album cover challenged the audience. That's called Tusk. And the first single off of it was, in fact, a Lindsey Buckingham song by the same name, Tusk. Don't say that you love me. That is a snippet of Tusk. Dave, there's a marching band on that song. Do you remember who it is? That is the Trojan marching band from the University of Southern California. Yeah. And I think that makes the song interesting. That definitely makes the song interesting. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem Lindsey Buckingham has. His songs are kind of flimsy. There's not much to them. Tusk works because of the USC marching band playing on it. But lyrically, there's not much happening, and I'm not even sure it really makes sense. Do you even understand why he says the word Tusk? Kind of like Tisk Tisk. Tisk, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll... like Tisk Tisk. That song was like nothing else on the radio in the fall of 79. Yeah, Lindsey Buckingham had a fear that they were going to become irrelevant. He was worried that they, they didn't change their sound, they would be left behind. But I think Stevie and Christine are still doing what they do best. We just had Tusk. Now we got to bring it back to what people expect from Fleetwood Mac. And I'm going to say the second song is probably a Stevie Nicks song. Am I right? You are right. It's Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, which is a solid Stevie Nicks song, which America needed this after hearing Tusk. So here's Sarah. Sarah, Dave, I think it hit pretty well in the charts. By the way, how did Tusk do on the chart? Tusk hit number eight and Sarah hit number seven. Yeah. Now, originally, it was six and a half minutes long. They shaved it down to four and a half minutes for the single release. Yes. So, Dave, the third <laughs> single, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't released in America, but it was released in the UK. And the reason I'm going to play a snippet is because it is Lindsey Buckingham again. It shows an example of where he was trying to take the band. Because if you listen to this song, you're going to pretty much hear all of his songs on this album because they all have the same feel. Stop That was released in the UK. That's not that funny, written by Lindsey Buckingham. Of course, in America, Americans have embraced the Fleetwood Mac that we fell in love with. I think the Tusk album had some great songs. One of the ones I really liked was Think About Me. So they give us something to make us comfortable. You need a Christine McVie song. Yes, exactly. So in America, they give us a Christine McVie song, which is a solid Christine McVie song. It also hit the top 40, am I right? Top 20, it was hit number 20. 20. And it's called Think About Me.
That's Think About Me, written by Christine McVie, and she's constantly solid. She's a solid songwriter, a solid singer. I don't like this album. Oh, no. I'm going to play one more from this album. I know you're going, this is crazy, because you just said you didn't like it. Yes, but it is a double record, and I'm going to play one more. It wasn't released as a single, but here's the special thing about it. Peter Green makes a guest appearance on this song, uncredited, but he is on this song, written by Christine McVie. Are you talking about brown eyes? Brown eyes, you got it. That's Brown Eyes with the surprise guest, Peter Green, who we talked about a lot in Part A. People, if you don't know the name Peter Green, then you got to go back and listen to Part A. I know you were darning your socks. Or else but- I can start talking about... The early days again. Yes, we don't need that. You don't just, want that. Just go back, just and, go listen. back and listen to <laughs> it or else I'm going to start talking. The next album, Dave, I'm actually going to do a little detour. Are you really? I am because I want to play a song and it's only on the live album. Oh, we're going to do the live album. That came out next. And people, I can tell you, whenever they start putting out live albums or greatest hits albums, it usually means the band is having trouble working together. So they put out this live album and I think it's actually a good album, people. It's called Fleetwood Mac Live. Since then, they've done a lot of live albums, but this was the first one and there is a couple of songs on here that are not on any albums. One was released as a single. I don't believe it hit. The reason I'm playing it is because Stevie Nicks wrote it and it's about the band. I'm going to play the clip and I'm going to ask Dave to recite it after the clip. After the clip. Because this time around, I don't think you're going to understand Diddley when she sings it, but she is singing about five fireflies and these five fireflies is her reference to the band and she's singing about all the infighting and the divorcing and all the things that are going on in the band. Here it is, Fireflies. be the last to leave. What caused the fearsome divorce in the night? There was no competition. We'll survive, do it right. And you believe in the five. To survive the distance, everyone fights. Everyone fights and the fire flies. What happened to my feelings? When heartbreak comes in the night, some call it my nightmare. My five fireflies. a sailing ship on one of love's rocks no one no one excellent dave i teared up that was good i've listened to that song a dozen times and i could not hear or understand those words until dave recited them just now dave we're going to move on to the fourth album wow there is a fourth album fourth album with the buckingham Knicks lineup i didn't count that live album that we talked about. okay that doesn't count as one of your bullets bullets <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, five, five, and five. The fourth album also kind of bummed me out because I bought it in real time when it came out. I thought Mirage was a good album. They have good songwriting, good production. I love the album cover. It looks something like out of GQ, but it feels like Mick Fleetwood has phoned in his drumming. He could be a drum machine on this album. He realized he's the de facto leader. He and, is the and leader. He could, he could nix this podcast at any time. <laughs> he could nix it. Fleetwood nix it. <laughs> Buckingham nix it. <laughs> he could Buckingham nix it. It just feels like he's phoning in his drums. And the bass player, John McVie, he doesn't really get to play anything interesting on this album. Lindsey Buckingham has trouble giving us a solid song. I think Lindsey Buckingham was trying to be relevant and tweak the sound for the 80s. We still have some hits though. Christine McVie gives us what I think is a decent hit. Hold me. Hold me. Hold me. That's Hold Me by Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac on the Mirage album. And it was definitely a Mirage. For the video, the producer had to make sure he didn't put any two people together who were having a fight. <laughs> and that was hard to do. David hit the top 40, correct? Number four. Not bad. Christine Number McVie, four. she is misdependable. She, she really is. is. Does Stevie Nicks get a hit on this album? Gypsy. Gypsy. Uh Gypsy, that's kind of a Stevie Nicks theme. She's always talking about gypsies and witches and things like that. Do with some lace and paper flowers back to the gypsy There I was to the gypsy That I was And that was Gypsy, written by Stevie Nicks. And how did that do? Number 12. And it's on the Mirage album. Does Lindsey Buckingham get a hit on this album? Wow. He really struggles on this album. He does, yeah. There is one more hit on this album. Yeah, one more hit. Yeah, the opening track, Love in Store. All I know. writing Love in Store. So no Buckingham hits. No Buckingham hits. He's not a prolific songwriter. If he's going to be putting songs on his solo albums, then he's probably going to run out of stuff for Fleetwood Mac. Let's put it this way. Lindsey Buckingham, after doing this album, he said, we have to come back and do at least one more album. I do not want this to be the last (laughs) album that has my name on it. Yeah. And they were wise to come back, but they made us wait, didn't they, Dave? Five years. Five years for the fifth album of the Lindsey Buckingham lineup. Meanwhile, Stevie Nicks did another couple solo albums. Lindsey Buckingham did another solo album. Stevie sang with everyone. even Christine McVie did a solo album. (laughs) They made us wait five years for their final album with the Buckingham Knicks lineup. And it's now 1987. I liked Tango in the Night. I kind of like Tango in the Night. And they had a number of hits from it. Dave, would you be willing to tell us what their first hit was? Big Love. Written by Lindsey Buckingham, I believe. He's back on the charts at number five. Looking out for love In the night so still Oh, how
that was Big Love, Fleetwood Mac, Tango in the Night, written by Lindsay Buckingham. And how big was it? Number five. That is huge. As we say, top 10 means you're in the upper echelon. They were trying to have the 80s beat in there. What's the second hit? Did they let Stevie Nicks have a hit? They did. Seven Wonders. There's a little interesting thing about this. We start seeing other songwriters creep in. On this song, she has a co-writer. And if you read the credits in Wikipedia, the co-writer is really the main writer of the song. Her name is Sandy Stewart. Seven Wonders, largely identified as being Stevie Nicks' song, and it's from Tango in the Night. How well did that do, Dave? That didn't do quite as well. That hit number 19. Curiously, the next year when they put out their Greatest Hits album, they left it off the Greatest Hits album. Uh, my favorite song is Little Lies. They had some more hits on this album, I oh, right? did. Oh, yes, they did. Now, Christine McVie comes up, yeah. and she said, well, if Buckingham could hit number five, I'll go for number four with Little Lies. Here's Little Lies. That was Little Lies. It's really Sweet Little Lies. Sweet Little Lies, but it's called Little Lies. Christine McVie, as I keep going back to, Dave, Christine is solid. Her voice is always so good. She's constantly giving them a solid, dependable, radio-friendly song. Dave, were there any other hits on this album? Everywhere! Yeah. Is that a Christine McVie song? It is another Christine McVie song. All right. She's dependable. Here it is. Everywhere, their fourth hit off of Tango in the Night, their final album as the true Southern California lineup of Buckingham Knicks. Dave, that brings the classic period to a close. Yes. Lindsay leaves, right? Do they put out an album without Lindsay now? They do. That's 1990 Behind the Mask. Yes. It's different, and maybe the public just wasn't willing to allow a new feel to come out, new singers to come on board. There was only one song that made the charts, and do you know what that was? Save Me, I believe. And another Christine McVie. So Christine McVie, now with Lindsey Buckingham out, she's really the guiding force. Stevie Nicks to a lesser extent, but Stevie Nicks saved all the good stuff for her solo album. (laughs) So that's another reason. But you just won't look Played a snippet of Save Me since okay. that was a release. Sure. This album did not do well. Dave, did it even hit the top 40? Well, you're not going to believe this. You know how I said that they weren't as popular in the UK as they were in the United States through this whole Buckingham Knicks period? Now they're popular again in the UK? Now they hit number one with this album in the UK. That is amazing. So getting the funky back kind of helped them in the UK. When they got rid of funkiness with the Buckingham Knicks sound, they lost that UK audience. But now yes, they're back. They're back. All right. Well, they keep going, but they keep 
changing the lineup, Dave. It's hard for me as a listener to follow them. It's another five years, 1995. Called Time. Time. Their name is such a marketable name by now that they should be able to put out anything they want and it should at least touch the top 40. But this album, Time, just didn't seem to connect. It's almost like they, they had run out of time. But Dave, I'm guessing it didn't even hit the Hot 100. I'm going to say 110. No, 200. It, it didn't even hit the Hot 200? No, not even the Hot 200. It didn't even <laughs> bubble under when you flushed it. You know, it bubbles under? Yeah, there no. was no... And in the UK, it hit the charts for one week and one week only, and then was gone. The next album, two years later, The Dance goes all the way to number one. And it's all old material. Yeah. Because that's what people want. People want. The difference with the dance, am I correct? They have Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks back. Yes. And that's the magic right there. People want that. And they think, hey, we should do some more studio music. But, but they don't. But they don't. Why? What's going on? They, they just are riding high on the dance. A live album that, as you say, went to number one. And they wait another five years before they give us an album? Say You Will, 2003. Yes. Is supposed to be like another chance for the them to shine they have Lindsay buckingham back they finally get stevie nicks back but then christine says and i'll see you later we make all of our songs the same everyone will suffer the fire we've made how did say you will do say you will did very well hit number three in the united states uh, and number six in the did UK. they have any top 40 hits from it they had peacekeeper it was a minor hit here's peacekeeper it sounds like a, it would be a Lindsay buckingham song am i right it is Lindsey Buckingham back with Fleetwood Mac, 2003, Say You Will. And as I mentioned, people, I'm bummed out. This album did not do it for me. They're missing what I think is the secret ingredient, Christine McVie. They're missing her. They need her. I did not buy it, partly because Christine McVie was not part of the group. They're all better together. And that's the last album, Dave, as of this podcast. That's the last album of original music. That is correct, sir. Although 10 years later, in 2013, they did a four-song extended play or EP and the name of the EP was Extended Play and it has Sad Angel on it. And this is Fleetwood Mac? Fleetwood Mac's 50 Years Don't Stop. But and what now, year was that? That was 2013. Did it hit? It was digital only. In 2017, Lindsey Buckingham and Christine McVie did a, a duo album together. And I think it's a great bookend because you have the Buckingham Knicks album from 1973 before they joined Fleetwood Mac. And then after Fleetwood Mac stopped recording albums, you had an album that came out in 2017 that also has Mick Fleetwood on drums, John McVie on bass. It has four of the big five. This album, if they put the Fleetwood Mac label on it, which I think by all rights they could have. But anyway, this album is called Lindsey Buckingham, Christine McVie, and it had four singles off of here, but I'm only going to mention one single, and you can play this, and this will be the end of it, Feel About You. That's how I feel. You are the sky at night. 
about you. Who wrote it, Dave? That was written by Kristen McVie and Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. There you go. They're working together, and that's they're on the album cover together, too. Yes, they are. All and right. all the songs are either written together or solo by yeah. Lindsay Buckingham and Kristen McVie. Hit number 17. People, we're going to wrap this up, but I do want to say Fleetwood Mac does have a new lineup now, and they haven't recorded any studio albums. I'm glad that Christine and Stevie are together again, but it still won't be the same if Lindsay's not there. But Dave, I'm going to project, as we close this, I'm going to project with the history of Mick Fleetwood and John McVie that as long as they are living and able, they are going to keep trying to put out albums. Did Fleetwood Mac, in your view, ever jump the shark? (laughs) I really think that they should have, you know, not used the name anymore after Tango in the Night. Uh, Interesting. They should have retired the name. I loved the White Album, as you call it. I loved Rumors, and I wanted so bad to love Tusk. I really did. I got burned. So I did not like Tusk, and I think they jumped the shark. And the worst thing was, I think with Mirage, they just kind of put the nail in the coffin. I was turned off on Fleetwood Mac for years after that. I think a band can jump the shark and recover. Fonzie jumped the shark. Yes, I know that. And I think you can jump a shark, and I think you can recover and get back into the But the, the Rubicon, graces. you can't come back. You can't come back. Once you cross the Rubicon, there's no coming back. I do not think they've crossed the Rubicon. And I'm hoping that they'll make up with Lindsey Buckingham and the Big Five get <laughs> back together. Dave, before we close today, we need to think. Kathy for participating with us and being our special guest. Kathy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paul and Dave, for having me on Derringer Discoveries to talk about Fleetwood Mac. This is Paul. I'm Dave. We are the Derringer Brothers. It's been a blast. Thanks. And we thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Derringer Discoveries podcast. In your sister's room Derringer Discoveries theme song is Your Sister's Room by the band Hojo Fro. Derringer Discoveries brought to you by... Can you even say the name? Wakakiki. It was Hawaiian bottled water, people, and I brought it to Dave. Right. Paul's always tempting me with uh, bottled water, and this time he, he brought me Hawaiian volcanic water. This is Dave not only endorsing the product, but actually using it and, and squeezing the bottle to show that he has just emptied it out. If anybody is listening in Hilo, Hawaii, I just drank some of your water. It's not only good water, it's well water. It's volcanic. snippet of Music Box Killer by Hojo Fro. Be sure to follow Hojo Fro on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming platform.